And now, on Prophetic Faith. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Accelerant Faith Ministries in Tazewell, Virginia. Tonight we're going into our part two of volume seven of the Law of Faith. Now we've learned so much about the Law of Faith and what it can do and how it works and how you can put it into motion. But tonight, in the past two weeks, we've been dealing specifically with the conflict that comes with that. Yes, this is the truth. That just because you stood and on the Word of God and took a leap of faith does not mean that the enemy is going to back off and say, Oh, well, you know, there's nothing I can do now because they've decided to walk by faith. No, he's going to challenge your faith. He's going to challenge the... The Bible says that persecution comes for what? The Word's sake. He's going to challenge that Word. But I'm telling you right now, it is a fixed fight. Meaning that all of heaven, all of God's power is backing you right now. Do you realize that God has invested in you to win? My Lord, that ought to make you preach right now, make you shout. God has invested in you to win in whatever battle you're facing right now. Before we get into this teaching now, I want to say this one phrase to carry you through this message. Is that faith never shows you what you can't do. It always shows you what you can do. Now, what am I talking about? Let's listen to this message and you'll realize exactly what I'm telling you. And I'll see you at the end of the program that Paul was talking about. Alright. So, how do we win this fight? Paul said, Oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this conflict? How can we win this fight? How can we have a good fight? Somebody say, Jesus Christ. Now, now what does that mean? Go to Romans 4.15 for me, Dave. Look at this right here. He says, Because the law works wrath, right? It tells us everything that we are not. It tells us why we are guilty. Come on. It tells us why we can't measure up. So he says, where there is no law, there is no what? Transgression. Ooh. Now, why is it, how does that apply to Jesus Christ? All right, so who was Jesus Christ? He was the fulfiller of the law. What we could not measure up to, He measured up to it. Somebody help me now. What we could not achieve, Jesus came and achieved it. Now the Bible says that all who are in Christ Jesus, come on, have now been set free from the wrath of God. Is that right? 
because it's no longer us trying to measure up to it. But when we are in Christ, we are celebrating what He did. Amen. How many knows that he was perfect even though he was tempted just like every single one of us? That's why I told you he knows what you're going through. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're dealing with. He, ha he knows the feeling of wanting to throw in the towel and give up. He knows the feeling of looking around and saying, what's the use? But he also knows how to get victory. Somebody say amen in this place today. He also knows the triumph. So that's why we put our trust in Him. That's why we lean on Him. Not the works that we can do, but the works that He did. I wish I had a help or a witness in here this morning. That's what we do. Alright, so look at this. It says, where there is no law, there is no transgression. So when you hear the word law, or the law, most of the time when people talk about the Old Testament, they say, back in the law, what do you think of? I guarantee you this is probably what you think of. A bunch of do's and don'ts. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Now, we understand, and this was what Paul was saying. He said the law was good. The law was holy. But in my flesh, it was a train wreck because my flesh could not do it. All it did, watch this, sin used what the law said, don't do, don't touch, and it enticed it. Now, everybody knows what I'm talking about. If you've been around kids, I don't care if you don't have kids, if you've been around kids, when you tell a kid or you see somebody else tell a kid, don't touch that, don't do that. Now the first now at first they may say, why can't I do that? Right? Why can't I touch that? Why can't I go there? Because you see, if you notice something, it's exciting them. It's enticing them. Why is it that I can't do this? Why is it that I can't touch that? And then it gets to the point, they're going to touch it. Now they may get beat afterwards, but they're going to touch. Brittany's like, yeah. <laughs> they may do it. So watch this. Now you're laughing, but watch this. You're the same way when it comes to the commandments of God. When you're in religion and it's a bunch of don't you do this, don't you do that, don't go there, don't go there. It just entices you. To go and do it. It never worked. But it sh watch this. You say, well, why did God give the law? To show man that they could not do it without Him. He was showing you. Listen here. All these rituals, all these sin offerings, peace offerings. This is what it takes. This is the price. And it's not achievable by you. That's why the Bible says that God sent His only begotten Son. Why? Because there was nobody else who could pay the price. Are y'all listening to me? Nobody else could pay it. And He showed that through the law. 
He showed that we as, as humans, as flesh, we could not achieve it without God. Without God's Spirit on the inside of us, keeping us, guarding us, without faith, we could not do it. Never could measure up. So we see now, he said, where there is no law, there is no conflict. So that's why, watch this, the faith, or the law could not work in our flesh, so that's why faith came. You say, what, what, what about faith? Matthew 19, 26, look at this. Jesus said, He beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible. This is impossible. But with God, all things are what? There's another scripture that says all things are possible to them that what? Believe. So we could not do the law by our flesh. Why? Because another law was working there and it was overpowering us. It was overriding the law of faith. Couldn't do it. Alright, so when faith came, when we believe in Jesus Christ, guess what? That conflict goes away. You say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute now. How does this conflict go away? Because let me tell you what faith does. Now watch this. Number one, faith does not focus or does it have a consciousness of what it can't do. Number one. Faith does not focus on what it can't do. That's the law. The law is constantly up in your face telling you what you can't do, what is unachievable for you. But faith is always declaring what you can do. That's why Jesus said, with faith, all things are possible. So I'm going to tell you one more time. Faith is only focused on and only has a consciousness of what it can do, which the Bible says is what? All things. Can I get victory over this addiction? All things. Can I get victory in my marriage? All things. Can I get victory over this sickness? All things. Right? So, number two, it never focuses on the negative. The media, all this other stuff does nothing but constantly try to make you focus on the negative. They never give you a praise report. Come on. They never give you a testimony of how God came through for somebody. It's never those things. It is always negative things. Now, if you don't know this and understand this, that cripples your faith. Conflict, right? The law of faith doesn't focus on the negative, but the law of sin sure does. So there's a clashing, right? What am I talking about? Church, you had an opportunity this morning to walk in joy or to walk in negativity. You had an opportunity. You had an opportunity to do both, did you not? And how many knows every day you wake up, that opportunity is there. But you see, watch this. By faith, you are overriding that law of sin. And you're saying, no, I will choose to walk in joy today. I will rejoice. And again, I say, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be thankful. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I will be glad and rejoice in it. Amen? 
So faith never, number one, it never focuses on what it can't do. Because Jesus said all things are possible to him that believe. Number two, it never focuses on the negative. Well, look at all the things that I'm still waiting on in God. Well, look how this is not working. It never focuses on that. All right? Faith works by love. Say that with me. Faith works by love. Galatians tells us that. Faith works by love. So therefore, guess what? It just does it. So if you don't get anything else out of this little segment right here, this is what I want you to remember. Faith says, just do it. I, I, I can't believe God. I can't be holy. I can't be righteous. Faith says, just do it. So, so watch this. Let's go back. Let's go back to our, our kids. Or let's go back to what I'm trying to teach you now. All right, so where there is no law, a bunch of do's and don'ts, there is no transgression. Now what does that mean? This new covenant that we are in now is by what? Faith. Right? It is solely by faith. When we believe that Jesus is who He says He is, we are made righteous in Him. Right? When we confess that He is Lord, the Bible says we are made righteous in Him. Alright, so watch this. Faith only focuses on what? What it can do. See, watch this. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm not focused on all the things I'm not supposed to do. See, when I'm in faith, I'm only focused on what I can do. Are y'all listening to me? If you're constantly telling your child, you can't do this, you can't do that. You can do this, but not over there. They're go it's going to entice them, right? But if you're constantly telling them what they can do, Hey, this is what you can do. Hey, this is what you can play with. You keep them focused on what they can do. You see what I'm saying? And here's what faith says. The Bible says that faith works by love. Watch this. This is how we are now able to obey the laws of God, which we could not do before. You ready? By love. Faith. See, many of you think that faith is just for getting you out of a tight spot. No, faith you can believe God to keep you holy and righteous. It takes faith to do that. Because you realize that you can't do it of yourself. So it takes faith to believe God. God's going to keep me today. Is that not what Jesus said to pray for? He said, pray that you be led not into temptation and that you would be delivered from the evil one, right? That's faith. So faith says, I just love God so much. Watch this. I just love God so much. I'm not even focused on what I can't do. Are y'all seeing that? That's the difference. The law said, don't do this, don't touch that. The new covenant, which is by faith, and faith works by love, just says, I'm just so in love with Jesus, He's all I'm focused on. Are y'all hearing me? I'm just so focused on God and the things of Him that that's all that I want. You see how this works now? And so watch this. That law of faith overrides the law of sin and death. Is it still there? Yes, it is. You had an opportunity not to come to church this morning, but you let the law of faith override that and you came here this morning. Somebody put your hands together give God some praise today. You have an opportunity every day. Instead of waking up every day and saying, well, I wonder what today holds. 
Why don't we wake up every day saying, you know what, this is how my day's going to go. I'm going to seek God today. I'm going to bless. I'm going to tell somebody about the Lord. Mm. All right. So it takes your faith to believe God to keep you holy and pure just as much as it takes you to believe Him for a new house or a new this or whatever. See, I'm trying to tell you that faith is used for everything, even your moral conduct. So when I'm so focused on Him, I'm not even concerned about the don'ts or the untouchable things. I'm not even concerned about that. See, that's why, watch this, watch this. That's why religion never works, but relationship always works. <laughs> We're not here to offer you religion. We're here to offer you a relationship with Jesus Christ. That He loves you enough to say, hey, we'll work on the areas that you struggle with and we'll get through it. I'm not going to throw you away the first time you fall, the second time you fall. I'm going to pick you back up and I'm going to show you where you messed up so that it'll help you grow. How many can say, praise God, this is the God that we're talking about today? So, so watch this. Uh, Romans 7, 22 through 23. Look at this. He says, For I delight in the law of God after my inward man. That's the real you. Next verse. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. See, watch this. You truly want to obey and believe God. I know you do. I know everybody in here, deep down on the inside of you, you want to be what God has called you to be. But here's what's happening. Watch this. The enemy keeps trying to coax you into trying to do these things through your carnal flesh. You wake up every day. What is in your carnal flesh? It's Watch this. This is constantly before you. What I can do, what I can't do. What I can touch, what I can't touch. That's constantly before you. That's in your flesh. And let me tell you something. Every time you're going to fail, you're going to end up... That's what Paul said. He said, every time I ended up doing the thing that I didn't want to do, I ended up touching the thing that I shouldn't have touched, I ended up saying the wrong thing, and that's because, watch this, because it was trying to be done through our carnality. See, some of you today are trying to believe God through your, carna, or your carnal mind. It's, not, it's never going to work. Quit trying to believe God with your thinking when it can't even believe God for a popsicle. Are y'all hearing me? You're trying to believe God for big things in your mind. Now, what does that mean? That means you're trying to figure out how, what, when, where, all this other stuff. And what's that doing? That is crippling your faith. That's making you anxious. That's making you worry. That's making you concerned. Come on, that's making you doubt the things of God. And see, so this is what the enemy does. 
He tries to get you to think or try to coax you into believing God through your carnal thinking. You got to know how. You got to know what. You got to know when. You got to know where. And if you ask so many people, you say, what's stopping you from believing God? Well, I just got to know how He's going to do it. I just got to know where. I just got to know when. See, that's your carnal part of you. Because you see, watch this. Faith doesn't have to know how or where or when or any of those things. Faith doesn't have to know that. Faith just simply believes what God said and knows that He will do what He promised. Amen? So that, that conflict, that main issue, is that we've been trying to believe and obey God through our flesh, and it never works. How many times have you ever seen people uh, get saved or, you know, give their life to God, and then they say, I'll tell you one thing, I'm going to be on fire for God, I'm going to do this. I'm... Praise God. Faith never shows you what you can't do. That's the law. That's the law. Paul said there's a conflict. There's, there's a part of me that wants to live by faith, but then there's a part of me, there's another law trying to work within me, trying to show me what I can't do, how I don't measure up, how, I, how I'm not enough. And that was the law. See, that's the whole reason that God gave the law to mankind, was to show them that they could not measure up without Him. This is how far you are when you don't have God working in your life. When you're not putting Him first, this is how much you're in error. But you see, the enemy used that to beat us down in guilt and shame and condemnation. Let me tell you something. Faith cannot work in guilt and shame and condemnation. It can't do it. So he uses this to cripple, to override the law of faith. Now look at Peter. We talked about Peter tonight. Look at Peter for just a minute. As long as he was focused on what he could do. Now what could he do? He could do what Jesus, who was God in the flesh, said he could do. He said, you can come to me. You can walk on the water. You can defy the odds, the limitations, and do the impossible. And as long as Peter was focused on that, he was doing it. But notice what it said. He saw. He shifted his focus. There was another law at work on that water that was not just the law of faith. It was the law of sin. Another law was working in Peter. Peter, you're just a man. You're a sinful man. Uh, you, you've fallen short. You've made mistakes. You can't do this. You can't do that. And Peter began to focus on that. And what happened? He began to sink. And the same thing goes within your life. As long as you are dependent upon you. See, that's what makes faith so powerful. Notice what Paul said in Galatians. He said, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I don't live by my faith. I don't live by my own strength. I don't live by my own ability because it's so limited. You see what I'm saying? So when Paul was saying this, he was letting us know just as he said in Romans, he said the righteousness of God is by what? Faith. So when you are operating in faith, it's no longer you doing it. Lord Jesus, it is now God working through you to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ever ask or think of. I'm starting to preach again because I'm telling you, this stuff works. 
Amen? It works. I want to pray for you right now that you will be encouraged. If you're in a conflict, start shouting. Start praising God. Start giving Him the glory. Because I'm telling you, the enemy doesn't fight where there's nothing to win. I'm going to say that one more time. I said the enemy does not fight where there's nothing to win. You don't go to war just to go to war. You go to war to get the spoils. So that ought to motivate you. that Hey, there's a prize to be won. There's something coming out of this that's going to bring glory to God. So I can't quit. I can't look back, but I must press forward. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person watching tonight, Lord that is having conflict in their life. They've, they've stepped out in faith. They've started to trust you and stand on your word. But the enemy has come to challenge that word. Well, let him come. Because we are defeating the enemy. He is under our feet. And as you said in Luke 10, you've given us power over all the powers of the enemy. He's a defeated foe. And we're going to treat him as such. So I thank you for victory tonight whether it be in their bodies, in their finances, in their marriages, in their families, whatever it may be, they have the victory. Let that revelation come to them tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name. And we bless you and we praise you. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. This is a fixed fight, and I promise you, as long as you stick with God and you put Him first, you're going to win every single time. I want to take this time, as always we do, to thank our faith partners. Those of you who sow into this ministry, let me tell you something. We appreciate that. You help us get this gospel out. It takes finances to do ministry just like it takes finances to do everything else in the world. Thank you for your believing in this ministry, in the work that we're doing. We're trying to get this good news of the gospel to as many people as we possibly can. Because, Lord, if there's ever a time that people need to hear the message of faith, it is right now. This world is in chaos. But in God, there's peace that surpasses what? All understanding. So thank you again for your sowing into this ministry, but also your prayers. And you keeping us in your prayers, lifted up to God to cover us. We can't thank you enough for that. And if you want to become a faith partner, if you've been watching for weeks and weeks now, and this ministry has really blessed you and helped you and encouraged your faith, why don't you pray about becoming a faith partner? Our announcer's coming up soon, and he's going to show you and let you know exactly how you can come in contact with this ministry. It's very simple. And as you sow into this ministry, there's a guarantee. God said some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. The harvest is yours. Until then, keep walking by faith. We will see you right here. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at acceleratefaith.org as well.
the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.